minutes, 'Cause what's going on? The boys are back. We're back on a four-point episode. Juddy, the delay has done wonderful teams for the club. How are you going? A four-point episode, exactly. We just needed a win. A big, a big win episode um, for everyone. Sorry about last week, us not being able to contribute to the podcast, but we're back here and we're back early on our normal Wednesday schedule. How are you doing, mate? Mate, I'm doing all right. Bank the four points. You know how it is. You were there live. Yeah, so third game in a row live, getting my fourth one this week. Got to witness Not it all. super confident this week, but yeah, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Witness it all. But yeah, so, mate, first quarter, I was like, here we go. Second quarter, I was like, oh, Lord, here and then we're up by like two goals at go. half time. and I think a few people were like, oh, it's pretty good, you guys are playing well, and I was like, mate, I'm very concerned. <laughs> I know our team too well. And then, lo and behold, it turns into, well, it already was the worst game ever. Yeah. A little bit disappointing of a game. Do you want to pump out the big scoreline, the shootout? Yeah, mate, we can talk about the score. Um, so, the shootout, 8 goals, 6.54. Dockers defeats Adelaide for 10 quick singles, 34. So, Oof. one of the main things I thought was that Adelaide became... The Dockers. Yeah. Like Adelaide were the Dockers in this game. And the Dockers were just like that team that gets brought down to the Dockers level. A little bit. I can agree with that. They certainly, um, they just kind of let us get away in the first quarter and then couldn't capitalise in the um, second and third the run. when they had the, and then had the run of quick singles. Oof. Quick singles, mate. A lot so of quick singles quick for them. Singles. Few of them were like, oh my God, how did he miss that? And then how about that Tex Mark where he went up and lost it in the sun and it just basically looked like he'd had a seizure or something. (laughs) Um, Oh, poor Tex. Mate, um, so whenever I go to a game or watch a game, I always try and – because I have a purple and a white Guernsey. I always want to wear the Guernsey that they're wearing. And the mate that I took with me knows this. And so (laughs) I was wearing the purple one when we were sitting around at the game. And then he go, oh, mate, they're on the screen. They're wearing the white. And so I had to quickly get changed into my white jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right because we won. And then last week, like the, the Gold Coast game, which we um, we didn't get to do a pot about, I wore the purple one thinking like, oh, they'll probably wear the purple. Or no, I think I wore the white one thinking they'd wear the white and then I ended up wearing the purple. Oy. And... And when I sent a photo through to this dude, he was like, oh, mate, you're wearing the wrong colours. <laughs> he, like, knew. I was like, oh, yeah, no. That's just in case you get caught that's, It's the my ground. fault we lost. It's my fault we lost to the Gold Coast. You just, you wear, you've got to keep matching in case they need that extra sub. They're like, we need one yeah, more. Mate. We need one more. We need another one. We need another slow, not very skillful person. Your arms are like, Well, length. I'm your man. <laughs> Hey, my arms aren't that short. Well, let's dive in what you thought. I mean, we'll get we'll get kicking on the bloody on the review. We might as well before we. I think we go through the review, then we get to the the loyal listeners. Yeah, definitely, mate. How good's bloody Hayden Young going? 
yeah, Hayden Young, very good. Hayden Young and Sarong, both very good. Um, playing a lot better than our 50 to 100 game mm. players in their third and second or whatever it is. Winning, yeah. a, winning a lot of his own ball off the halfback flank and terrific in a one-on-one. Like, he's had a few... Obviously, he's just, like, progressing progressing really well and just looks, like, super at home out there. don't know if he's just really confident or, like, obviously skilled, but just confident. Yeah. Whereas the other players just seem... Seem like they're still sort of like they're half their souls with Ross Lyon, like Horcrux style. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he seems so I don't to. Know. I'm really enjoying watching him play. Hopefully, he gets a, a bit of a run of the ground with the injuries in the first year kind of thing, because obviously it's a big toll on him, a toll on on kind of that younger player. But I hope he gets through unscathed. It'd be exciting to see him play a full season. Yeah, well, definitely. Him play a full season, Sarong play a full season. Um, Liam Henry's not injured anymore, so he'll probably play a few practice games. And oh, play, he's play. meant to come back and play. I don't know why Liam Henry doesn't just play. Uh, there we've got plenty of small forwards we can swap out. Oh, that aren't doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you going to say? That he's not fit enough? It's like, oh, God. But also um, Brayshaw. But yeah, so definitely, yeah, Brayshaw is good. Brayshaw stepped up, and it's good to see Mundy have a bit of a comeback. I reckon he's listening to the podcast, listening to the flack you're giving him. Yeah, mate. Well, I called. I was like, "Look, poor, poor Barra Mundy, mate. Sign the t-shirt for us, the Hail Mundy." And then I thought we'd put the curse on him. I thought he's done. But I think what David Mundy needs is to be played in the midfield without fight there. He took on yeah <laughs> him and Brayshaw. Brayshaw was heavily involved in that first goal, which was awesome, and he laid some massive tackles and. And got in and under, like he, him and him and Mundy really drove it as hard as they could. We still unfortunately got man, we get smashed in the midfield lately. Yeah, it's been our problem. Well, we did really well in there in the fourth quarter and the first quarter, and yeah. then we just go go missing. Mundy had twenty five touches, and Brayshaw had twenty three, and Brayshaw had five tackles as well, which is pretty good. Yeah, so um, chair, so Chera and Brayshaw. I don't know if I, I sent through a thing to you. To, the th- to our thread today, to the Freo Rockets shout-out. And um, I was watching something on the AFL site, and it was talking about... Because my point from watching the game live, I was watching Chera put pressure on, mainly when we were playing crap, like in the second third quarter, particularly when the ball was near us. And he just was putting on this token, like, arm-out pressure type thing. And I was like, yeah. Chera, you're not achieving anything with that crap. Um, then it looked... <laughs> The stat that came through was Brayshaw was number one and Chera was number two in pressure points. I don't know what pressure points are. I don't know if that's just like a shout out to Fev at the uh, Brownlow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pressure point. Yeah, Chris Judd. Pressure points. Um, so I don't know. But um, but yeah, Chera had five tackles too. It's good to see those guys just get footy. Hey, get footy in the corridor yeah. in the middle. Rack up twenty. And there were some others, well. that, some others that popped up. We seem to... It's obvious now watching a few. Um, we were... So, lost the disposals 285 to 303, but marks for the game. Trying to get up marks for the game. We clearly wanted to go about it, kind of hold on to that footy. Um, yeah. And we had yeah. 100 and something marks. So, Adelaide's game was that when they got the footy, they just were chipping around the back line. So, that's where... Um, the Crouch brothers had their, you know, 
30 disposals yeah. was because they, they were just switching without intent. So they were just, they just chip it around, man. And like sometimes they'd get a free player, but often they'd stuff it up. Um, and, you know, you can have as many possessions as you want in that back half if you're not creating to go forward. Yeah. Um, so I think the possession count is a lie if you watch the game, or it's misleading, say, yeah. if you watch the game. Um, whereas Freo use, Freo are sort of sometimes switch with intent and other times slow switch where they don't back themselves to then take the next kick and they yeah. stop and slow down. And then, you know, um, Hughes is stuck on the back flank in the pocket, you know, with a slow high ball to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not all we want. But Adelaide were pretty bad with their ball movement, man. Adelaide was struggling. They were just slightly worse than us with their skills, which is pretty bad. <laughs> Another player that deserves a bit of a, a rap that we probably we probably don't... I don't think we persecuted, but old Darcy Tucker had a pretty big game. He was hey, first, in meters, first in metres game, kicked two goals, kicked that fantastic goal. Um, and took, that, that goal set up, though. Yeah, when it was he awesome. broke that tackle... Um, like sort of on the back 50, basically. Uh, hand passes out, we link up. He just sprints on a diagonal forward towards the forward flank. Yeah. Eventually the ball gets there. He then takes his 30, goes back. And even if he just scored a point, we still win that game. But he yeah. slots it and, and then obviously the game's done. Um, very impressed watching that behind the goals footage oh, of him. Good and, of it. I thought he, he, got, he um, got his just rewards. for. I thought he played a good game. Throughout, so that was a good little cherry on yeah. top for him, mate. What um, about the the bit of the ugly? Get into some of the ugly. Yeah, yeah talk about some that. big boys here. You load up the old marks per game, and you got to scroll down a bit to find the big boys. That probably should be up a little bit higher. We got Lob, <laughs> we got Tabs dwindling down the bottom there. I think oh, Reese Conker took more. They, I don't know that forward line. Those three, that's three good names to throw. There's a lot. Hogan's good up the ground. He can move around. Lob goes into the ruck, he's quite dangerous, and Tabs should be pure. They just can't seem to... I don't know, there's a breakdown in the delivery, no, and there's a breakdown. It's the breakdown. Yeah. So, Duck went on about it, and I think a lot of people have identified this, and I heard um, Michael Pryor, whoever the Pryor guy is, one of the assistant coaches, get asked about it. Like, Freo is streaming out of the midfield, look forward, see Lob one-on-one in the goal square, and kick to Tabs in the pocket. And then it gets spoiled out of bounds. It's like, what is that kick? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think they spoil each other a lot. And if the ball comes in slow, so what ends up happening is Frio sort of muck around with it enough to ruin the one-on-ones and the leads and stuff. So you muck around with it enough and then the forwards have half-led and gone back and they don't know what they're doing. Um, and then by the time you eventually get free again, it's a you know a four on four in the you know thirty meters out from goal, so it's really hard to mark those. Yeah. Whereas if you move it quick enough, then there's space for the forwards to just you just chip it out in front of them, and yeah. that's the kick you want. Like the Eagles do, used to do it really well, not so much this year, but they just chip it out in front of um, Kennedy and Darling. Like they don't have to necessarily have contested marks. Whereas yeah. Frio are like. We're putting this as high as possible to as many people as possible, and then if you don't mark it, then it's your fault, sort of thing. It was a bit disappointing uh, yeah. to watch that. What about Superstar? He, I think Michael Walters had one disposal. Did he have one after the first quarter? Uh, I think he had one or something in the first half, something weird. And then, he was getting tagged by um, that dude, 
keys yeah. from Adelaide with the rowdy hair. He found a way through. How good was that mark amongst four? That was his classic, yeah, classic so Ross Lyon a, trying, just how to pluck right. it amongst four, four defenders. He was free. That was, Ross Lyon was smiling. He's like, see how there's a small forward in amongst those four <laughs> big defenders? Kick it there. <laughs> well, just, yeah, but he came back in that uh, second half and I thought two goals, 14 disposals to finish the game. Um, he's a superstar. Yeah, big. So he was shit in the first half. I think he Terrible. was rattled by this tag. Um, so did you see the little, the quick step things he was doing around the top of the fifty there, where he'd yeah. get the ball and he'd he'd sort of just like you know he's just running on the spot basically, and then he just fall over or get tackled. He does sometimes over. He over. He over. Does himself. He 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 tries to complicate. It's almost like he's trying yeah, to force. Agreed. But when he goes with the natural and he takes that hang around four defenders, like he just. Flies early, puts one out of the way, and then he's just set yeah. like. But yeah, he's just trying. He's almost trying too hard to make something happen. He's got but agreed. Yeah, he does do that a little bit. But my god, that second half was. It's good. Oh, it's good. Captain second half. He was good in the mids in the second half in the last quarter. Like he was clearing. Like he was really good in the second half. Um, he got cleaned up in the head a few times because he was ducking his head. Yeah, he likes and that. And I think move. the rest, the rest of the Dockers, Dockers fans were like, "Oh, hi!" And I was like, "No, nah, that's good. Play on. Make him stop ducking his head." Get eaten. <laughs> yeah, he finally got a free kick eventually because he didn't properly duck his head. But Man, no. I, I'm all for the umpires playing play on when a player creates head contact. Yeah, because then they get smacked in the head and they don't get a free kick, and they're like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that." Because well, Walters would be way better if he didn't do that. Well, mate, did you want to, before we get, I think we're probably, unless you've got anything else to say in the game, I really want to jump into a massive segment for this episode, which is the Facebook, the Facebook question. Oh, there's a couple um, other things I want to, I want to oh, no, on then, come on. I won't wrap you up just yet. Um, so, did you see Lob's Twinkle Toes run up? Yeah. What's up with <laughs> that? Weird, eh? Hey? I don't know. Every time he kicked a goal, because we were getting on the TV a bit. I see. Um, every time. <laughs> Every time he kicked a goal, we were doing the like lobster claws. <laughs> so if we could get that on TV, but we, I don't think it got on. Mate, the other thing was obviously there's about 150 Dockers fans, 150 Adelaide fans, and that was the only people. And we we're all seated on seated on the wing, sort of like in the sports lounge style area. Um, so you could hear everything everyone was saying, basically. Tex was getting relentless, like ruthlessly sledged by yeah. Adelaide fans, like unre- like unrelenting. And he'd come to the bench, and they'd be yelling at him. And we're in the second tier, and we're above the bench, like he could hear. Oh, mate, he was getting handed by these Adelaide fans, and it was some of it was pretty funny. Like it wasn't like it was. He's got a good name down there at the moment. I think he's... Oh, he got a, dropped this week. Yeah, well. that's what I was about to say. Is, it, is he a bit of a scapegoat, maybe? Oh, man. He's been pretty crap, but... I don't think he took a mark. Dude, he he literally looked like he, a bag of phalluses. Big bag of uh, he potatoes? He was crap. Yeah, big bag of potatoes. Big bag of sweet potatoes. <laughs> well... Yeah, he was pretty bad. I've All right, got them loaded up, mate. You ready to? Are we going to go one for one here? Oh, you know what the other thing is? We've only had we didn't have any goalless quarters, <laughs> and we've only had two this year. Two out of twenty. Yeah, I suppose. against Port and against the Suns, mate. Maybe we're all right. 
Nah, it's still pretty shit, isn't it? I reckon an AFL team should not have any goals scored. <laughs> yeah. Should manage one. Anyway. Are you loading up Facebook? Mate, I've got it here. I'm ready to go. Yeah, i got it too. It's all right. Would... All right, you can go first. You can go Ducks one. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll go Ducks first. <laughs> Love to... This is a very good point. Love to know what you boys think of players not going to the hub. All right, what do you think? I listened to Jack Rewalt today on the radio. He talked about how difficult the decision was and everything like that. I think he needs yeah. to be grabbed by the shoulders and shaken. I think they yeah. need to wake up and realise that what their families are going through, there's plenty of people in similar situations who are being forced to spend much longer time, who are in much further financial difficulty, who do not have the love and support of a football club like you do. And you need to wake up and realise that the AFL is trying to put something together just so you can keep making money and you should be incredibly grateful and just get on board like a lot of people are in this country. Yeah. Well, I think, firstly, Jack Rewalt's family is very much used to him leaving town like twice a year. So, so I think like their situation is different to WA in that they leave every second week and yeah. go interstate and come back. So... Jack Rewalt's like, what the hell? Like, I'm going to be away for more than three days oh. and more than twice a year? So, firstly, like, they've been, I don't know, Pavlov's dog trained into, like, they don't play away games, basically. Yeah. So, now they're playing a lot of away games and it's like they're hitting home. I reckon it'll give them a lot of um, understanding into what it's like to play at non-Victorian, um, to be away from home for a long period of time. But it's six, but, um, six weeks, like... yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's doable. I think everyone needs to chill out a little bit. Um, it's not, you know, six months, six weeks. I'll get through it. I mean, the guys that are having kids, you know, like any other job, you have paternity leave. No one, like, Bachelor I think, just had a kid or is about to have one. It's like, you can sort of understand. You're like, dude, you just had a kid. It's fine. Like, it literally has a newborn baby. Yeah. A bit different to people that just don't want to leave their, like, you know, 10-year-old kid. Yeah. I don't even remember him interviewing All right, dude, like... None of the WA boys were getting interviewed with all this sob story. Well, yeah, they went... Oh, no one cares. That's the thing. Victorian teams are like, what? WA? Who? Um, (laughs) Essentially, they're doing exactly... Well, they're doing exactly what the WA and the South Australian... More so the WA, but the South Australian teams have done too. So, it's their turn. They can do it. It's not that big of a deal. Wait till you got to come hub and play a grandie in Perth. Mm. Mate, wait till you get Juddy fucking yelling at you over the fence at Metricon every week. <laughs> and you know what Ben away is like. Oh yeah, look, I think it's. I think they need to stop. Um, I don't know, making it such a big deal. But also, you understand if some people have a new kid and they don't want to leave, and that's fine. I think that's the same in any job. If you're an engineer, you can have two weeks or six weeks. Or I know someone that had like three months off. Yeah, and they had a kid, so it's a bit different. Uh, Jack Rewalt, what a flop! All right, you're up. All right, Rosie, what a classic Dockery game! Moments of greatness lightly sprinkled over a game full of horrendous skill errors. It's like sprinkling some nuts or like some chocolate stuff over like a dog turd. <laughs> it's like you still like a little rolling um, glitter. But we start. Are we starting to see the potential greatness of JL's game plan? Skill errors aside, when we control the ball, we look dangerous. 
control the ball, control the game. Is it just me, or is the kick mark style have a bit of Hawthorne 2013 and 2015 about it? Mm. What do you reckon? Um, I reckon if you're skillful enough, and you can, that's probably all that Hawthorne were good at was that they were skillful enough to take the dangerous option. So whenever someone plays good, they're like, oh, that's very Hawthorne. But like, they just had skillful players that could execute. So like, when when teams start to do that, further to that, mate, further to that, I reckon Hawthorne weren't necessarily even taking the dangerous option. They were just backing themselves to hit the first option, which was a forty-five inside. It's yeah. not like necessarily that dangerous. But they just did it, whereas Frio hesitate to hit that one. They're like, oh, I don't really want to hit that 20-meter kick. And but yeah, like, they definitely, with the ratio, the mark-to-handball ratio, it's pretty clear that the ball wants to be moved, not by handball, it wants to be moving, moving distances and opening up the field. I think my favorite um, Dockery moment from the game was the, was I think a texture, I think it was a shit kick, Adelaide hit his foot, it was a shit kick, it kind of accidentally hit his foot, ricocheted 30 metres, and the guy next to our docker player marked it on the wing. Yeah. I yeah. forgot who it was. So one docker player's kicked it, it's dribbled a bit, Adelaide foot, it's come back 30 metres and two metres across, and a different docker player's marked it. So <laughs> yeah. What? That was my no, favourite that, yeah. docker of... But That's no, there's ball good, movement. There's That's good, good ball prog- movement by dockers. There's a bit of progression. It's... Yeah, it's going to take quarters. more than a four or five games for Frio to back themselves to hit that first option quickly. And again, I think Dark and I has talked about it. It's about hitting it now, not thinking about it, then hitting it, and then everything's shut down. Yeah. So if you don't think about it and you hit it, then already the next guys that have seen that that's going to happen and are reading the play are in position for the kick already. But if you wait... Then you hit that target. He might still be on, but the next guys are now covered. Well, you and create... it just ruined. And that's what you, you watch the Dockers double switch. You know how they switch once yeah. and then they have to go back the other way. It's because they went too slow and, it, and the whole zone moved across and covered them. So if you go quick, you don't let everyone zone across. Mm. Yeah. And you create you create time. If the if the first initial pass of the play is done that little bit quicker, then the next one's done a bit quicker. By the time the end chain and the inside fifty gets there, you might have created three to four more seconds, which means Agreed. your player's got the separation. If if the ball moves that little bit, not as crisp, it takes a bounce, it's got to be collected, you, you then create time, which gives defenders time. The quicker the quicker and crisper that thing can move, it just opens up time at the other end, which makes it all look that much better. I think that's well, what's super thing. important at the moment is like how quickly. Agreed. Oh, 100%. 100%. The worst thing that can happen is Reese Conker or Hughes taking a mark and taking their full seven seconds. <laughs> like that is the worst possible outcome in a switch. It's like it should be mark, turn, go. Mark, turn, go. Mark, hand pass, go. Like it should just be, it literally should be almost like dominoes falling over. It shouldn't be stop. Go back and then kick a high ball. Oh man! If you ever see a double switch, it's because they've been too slow, and we do them, you know, ten times a week. The double switch, and it's generally when the other team's getting on top of us that we start not wanting to risk the quicker kick. Yeah. Oh well. Let's roll into mate. Richard Richard Johnstone. First time, long time. Love it. Go on. What are your thoughts on the current injuries to our key position players, Logs and Hogs, down on the weekend? Does Weber bust out the rack and try to get Jira <laughs> and Collier up to key, P, key position size? 
Or do we just throw Darby? Did he bring it? Was it in the truck? No, oh, mate. I reckon Weber had his own truck, eh? Hey? He rode it over. Weber had his own truck full of implements. <laughs> they put a few surfboards over the top, and they were like, yeah, we're bringing over all this equipment. Guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, well, that's pretty much it. Who? Well, Do you throw Big Daddy to full back and hope he can put their forwards off with his dartiness is a good call. Richard, well, I hope it's not your last time. First yeah, time, long time. First time, your last. Time. Yeah, Mate, exactly. so big, oh, I think there's another part. Did you want to dive into the injuries, or should we talk about the Mate, injuries? We're, that's going to come we're up? Big time. How's the, the mystery calf injury to Hogan and then the random foot? Is it foot injury to Logue? Logue plays a breakout game, like yeah. wins us the game basically with his fourth quarter. And no, he's dead. Out. Yeah. Oh, good. Now we've got three of our key defenders out. It's a, <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand it. Yeah, I think you there's look at someone post- coming back a week after his hamstring, possibly this week, and you go, "Oh, how could this go wrong?" <laughs> one week, one game, six weeks. Yeah, maybe there's just some really good leeches up here. <laughs> yeah, who knows? They could rehabilitate the Hogan three weeks ones. That's pretty. Yeah, that one's got me scratching my head. That sucks. Soft tissue car. That sucks, because he, he got through the game pretty well. Maybe Benel left cool. it in his locker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> left a little calf injury. Oh, mate. How good's how Melbourne aren't playing Benel? Like, he's fit, but they're not playing him. They're playing him in a practice game. Oh. <laughs> kick like six. I think he had 30 and kicked like four goals or something. High risk. Um, and, the, and they've said, oh, he needs to work on his defensive side of his game. Melbourne... Like I saw a sports where someone was like, oh, yeah, Melbourne are just worried that Bennell, um, Bennell's ability to hit targets and kick goals doesn't really fit their ethos at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, mate, I don't know what the fuck to do about our key forwards. Always get, key backs, sorry, always getting injured. It's going to be Cox coming in this week, playing on King, who's a gun. And then there's like Membry and all these dudes that just pop up and kick goals. We we quite possibly will get stung this week. All right, uh, Doc uh, Leone Turner, Leone, love it. Dockers are paying three bucks this weekend, and St Kilda are our bunnies. And JL loves beating St Kilda. I'm all over it like a bad rash. Oh. JL does love beating St Kilda. Does he? Oh, yeah, he loves it. After Siren, of course. After Siren, bro. Siren Gate, too. I can tell one person will probably take it in roughies, but it won't be. I won't be taking it, unfortunately. A little bit, yeah, a bit sheepish there, to be honest. Mate, I'm very un- non-confident this week. Uh, you you go. Um, we'll go to Michael Gallagher. Yep. What are the chances that we see Wilson and Lob on a jet ski during the week? <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, I reckon... That's what they brought. I reckon they brought over a jet ski. <laughs> Mate, they, there'd be that many down in the Goldie that they could borrow. You see guys fanging around on them in the Goldie, on um, like in the canals and stuff, and then out in the water. Oh, God. <laughs> Good call, Michael. Hopefully they don't injure themselves on them. Although no. Wilson... Wilson's fine. He's not really doing too much anyway. All right, what you got? All right. 
Robbie Forsyth. Knew you were getting the big win after seeing Mr. Judd on TV in the crowd. Did you lose your voice? Yes. Have a near <laughs> heart attack? I was very anxious for 100 minutes of football. Or just drink six beers and piss yourself laughing. Had two beers because I was driving and I definitely pissed myself laughing afterwards. But during the game, I was very anxious. And my friends were like, mate, you are, you are a wreck. I am. I was like, we cannot lose to bloody crows. I can't believe you read that question. Of all the questions to read. <laughs> all right, go. Uh, Jack Carrington Jones. Have we been playing too well before the weekend? We played our shittest game of the year and took the win. What should JL do to keep us playing shit hours to get more wins? Maybe drop kicks and torps only. Oh, mate. At least the torp would probably go in the air. Um, if you're about kicks, just go on the ground. I reckon we need to just make sure we don't have too many small forwards that don't impact the game in the team at the same time. And that's seemingly very hard for us to do. What do you reckon? Um, it probably was one of our more average games, to be honest. Adelaide, oh, 100%. You know, Adelaide, yeah, definitely let us down. Out, Brisbane yeah, game sure. was like a legitimate, like we should have won that game. I think if we get questioned more with key position players, we might have to really start throwing out some curveballs. Like I don't think Cox comes in and goes to fullback. I reckon, I think we have to start really thinking about doing some, maybe like some bit weird playing some people where maybe, I don't know, who do you, could you throw, could we throw Tapping up fullback? Wow, mate. <laughs> I'm, I reckon the reason Tabiner is a forward is because the coach in juniors was like, we need to keep you as far away from defensive goals as possible because every time you make a mistake, it's costing us a goal if you're in the back line. Well, it costs them at either so the round, really. But I don't know. I think my biggest worry is like those key, and in the midfield as well. I think if we, hopefully we get five back and we can be competitive in the midfield. But um, I mean, if I reckon, yeah, we'll keeps getting, that later. keeps getting walked down the other end. And we've got kind of Logue and no Logue, no Pierce. It's it's going to be um, it's going to be easy picking. It's going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Um, Michael Gallagher again. He's double texted us. I like it. Double You're very keen, Michael. Yeah, I like it. Um, has Weber been transporting the leeches on these flights across the country? I don't know whether I subconsciously remembered that when I made the leech comment before, but it's a very good. Um, very good point. I reckon there's probably Queensland leeches that he's got a supplier for oh, over here. Mate. Like I reckon he's got this supply network in every state that he knows how to get the, the supplies he needs, which is mainly like Eye of Newt and leeches and like torture equipment. Leeches have been overtime at the moment with all the injuries. They're always working hard, but they're working pretty hard lately. I reckon he's got a tub full of them. He can't wait to get back to Perth, though, I reckon. He's got all these, like, animals and shit in his, in his dungeon that he's like, waiting to set free, set free on all the new injured players. Our last one, and I'm not sure what the result... I don't know if it's been a tribunal yet. It must go... Yeah, it did. It's been... It did, and it got upheld, so he's fine. He got fine. Yeah. Did you I'm... see it? Yeah. Oh, do you want to read it first, sorry? Um, so I, N- Natalie, didn't think it was possible to have Monday in misconduct in the one sentence. Thoughts on that? I think, yeah, I think it was a little bit rough. I it was one he, of those ones where, yeah, 
Go on. I think he threw one maybe that looked a bit like, uh, but he's getting like pulled and he can't really see what he's doing. It's a bit tough. Well, this is created out of this stupid, genuine attempt rule. It's like, so you basically want players to wriggle around when you know the ball's not going to come out or you'll ping them holding the ball. So he's just firing these hand-pass fists everywhere. It's probably a bit clumsy, but I don't know about reportable. Obviously, that's why they fined him. Oh, well, it's 500 bucks or something he got fined. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Right on the camera. But, um, yeah, I oh, made old... We'll sell one of those T-shirts for him. It's all coming. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, very good. Thanks for your questions, team. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, loving it. All right. There's one MRP this week, mate. Uh, it's a very obvious one as well. But Eddie Maguire, <laughs> he's had an absolute shocker, hasn't he? I had seen a bit... Mark McGowan was replying to him. I try not to read it. It frustrates me too much, but I can, can tell by the vibes and, the, and what I was picking up. Yeah. Well, like after, I forget who it was after. It was after like the previous COVID ban people, like when they went out and caught Ubers and stuff. He was saying it needs to, he was like, we need to just rank, like crank these fines up. They need to know it's really bad. Like it's risking the competition. He was like, yeah, like it should be... And he was he was spitballing and he was exaggerating. He's like, maybe it needs to be $100,000 and you spend it for the rest of the season. And then Steel Sidebottom goes on a bender and catches like 10 overs, goes to four people's houses and gets brought in by the cops half naked or something. Like it was... It sounded like one of the all-time nights in the middle of quarantined like COVID time. The AFL players are under like strict conditions. And he's like, oh, no, it was a bit rough that he got four-game suspension and he was, like, defending him and saying how he didn't do anything wrong. It's like, mate, do you even listen to yourself, Eddie? What is wrong with you? Oh, well, I don't know. But, yeah, Eddie's an idiot. He needs to choose media or Collingwood because at the moment it's, like, rough having someone that... You know how, like, ex-players go in, like, linging and stuff and you're like, dude, like... Pretty shit having someone that's really biased. <laughs> then there's Eddie, who's literally still attached to the club, and from right. his financial backing point of view, like he's he's in the board and he's heavily involved with the image of the club. I feel like ex players have a, a duty to kind of reflect positively, but he's got like an active duty to uphold the club and like the positivity and things like that. Like he can't go, yeah, in, which is just weird when it's on the mainstream media. Eddie McGuire made a grand finals move and give it up. Well, I think so. so it's um, the the bloody state's cooked. Oh well, at least the grand final's not till October, November, so they don't really know. It might it might be fine by then. It might be back. I reckon it's got Buckley's chance of being outside of Victoria as much as everyone tries to swing their dicks. Well, around. if you're in Victoria and you've got the virus, get out there and start spreading. Yeah, <laughs> spread that bad um, boy. Yeah, exactly. That's Eddie. All right. Do you know what we're up for? Oh, <laughs> who was melting on the weekend, mate? Tex had a huge melt. Oh yeah, <laughs> bring it back to poor Tex. You got to hit a man while he's down. <laughs> so here at Talk Talk, we like rumors, conjecture, and hitting people while they're down. Um, and Tex, mate, Tex had a proper melt. Mainly that that uh, sun in his eyes mark yeah. that he absolutely missed. 
But yeah, mate, he he might be done. Poor Tex. How many games? Actually, not he poor on? Tex. He's an idiot. Oh, 250 probably. Is he? Surely not. He's been for a while. I don't think too. Do you want to have a look? What, what do you okay? Before I look, what do you reckon? And see who's closest. I thought close to two hundred. I'd say two twenty-five. Well, I'll go over under two hundred then. Tex Walker. Dude, how many how many games you played, bro? <laughs> I should. Oh, what is it? Was one ninety-five? One eighty-nine. Yeah, I thought he was just under 200. Still a lot of games. Captain a lot of games at the club. Yeah, so just yeah, shy of 200. He's now. Yeah, he's really struggling to find a, find a spot in that new team. He gave up the captaincy. Sloan, Sloan's not having a good year either, though. They seem to be like... Ooh, none of them are. They're all just playing crap, man. This camp. Can we talk about this camp? Yeah. Like, did you read that article that Rendog and all the other people... And Dark posted it as well? Nah. Mate, it sounded mental. So, can I... I'll give you a quick rundown of the article I read. So, they go... They get bust, and they're like... They're sleeping in teepees and shit. And then... I've got a photo of the, my favourite part. Hang on a sec. Here we go. It's the, the title is Wolfgang in the Woods. It was... So, it was still dark. Somewhere between 5 and 6 o'clock in the morning on day 2. When players in their teepees were woken by the constant rhythm of a drum. One of the facilitators, still dressed in army camouflage, was walking around the campsite beating a drum. After getting up, the 10 players and two coaches were taken deeper into the woods, where, after stretching and warm-up, they were introduced to Wolfgang. Dressed in blue overalls and no t-shirt underneath, and tattoos stemming from his neck, Wolfgang was in charge of the harness activity. He explained and demonstrated that a player would harness himself to a contraption attached to a tree. In order to get out of the harness, the player would have to crawl on his hands and knees towards a combat knife that Wolfgang had set on the ground 10 metres away. Now, they were broken into like three groups. It was like senior, middle and junior players. And I don't know which group this was. But apparently, so they had to crawl and get this knife and the other players were there to like yell abuse. So... And their abuse started off like, oh, mate, you suck, you're soft. Like, you're never going to get there. And then they started giving them information where the players had told the club, like, these personal horrible things that had happened to them. And then the club had given that information to these people to then use. And it was like, you know, if they'd been sexually assaulted or cheated on. Like, it was like, so they're just throwing out these, like, horrendous things that they've told the clubs. And that's why all these dudes were like, no, I'm out. Like, that's fucked. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like literally something that North Korea would be like, whoa, that's a bit over the top. <laughs> Putin's like, dude, Adelaide's fucked. Like, don't go to Adelaide. <laughs> that is some... Man, yeah. Oh, dude. So bad. Read the article. The article is mental. Like, you read it and it's almost like it's a fiction novel that's supposed to be, like, outrageous. I reckon if you want to motivate modern players, it's almost like pay them more or put them on, like, success-based contracts. <laughs> like, is there yeah. a certain point that, like, motivation and... Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure everyone gets themselves up and revved up as much as you can, but, fuck, I couldn't think of, like anything that you could do or come up with that was so far out of the box that would work like 
Money seems like a simple and pretty easy option. Oh, man. Win a grand. Worth a read, anybody? Worth a read if if you haven't read it already. Um, On a lighter note, anyway. Oh. (laughs) Ready for some gamble? Oh, I can go over the last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, get us catch up. Round four, I tipped Freo to win, and you tipped the Demons to win. I think we both lost. Mm-hmm. Round five, I went Sydney over the Eagles, and you went Suns over Geelong. Suns are pretty good, but both lost. So we're off two losses in a row, mate. Not good. Who, who you got this week? Can I have some time? Yeah, you can, but I'm going to pick one really quickly. Yeah, you go. Oh. Oh, Gold Coast at 2.25. Hands down, pants down to beat Demons. <laughs> oh. Whoop, sorry, the boys are back. So Whoop. Technical difficulty. The punting got a bit Mate. hot. But, um... Dude, definitely. That was rough. <laughs> Juddy, lock me We're in back. for some, um... Hawthorne at $2.25. Yeah, Hawks at 2 dollars There's not too many roughies getting around, like, I mean, Adelaide are paying I think because they understand... Sportsbet just understand that um, these games are all cooked, I reckon, yeah. I reckon that's more what it is. Yeah. Um, very good. What do you reckon about this week then, mate? Saints? Oh. Saturday afternoon at 12.25 my time, so 11.30 your time. Yeah, first game on a Saturday, which is kind of nice. Oh, 10.30, sorry. Kind of nice waking up 10:30 your and um, watching St. Kilda. Getting it out of the way. St. Kilda sitting fourth on the ladder. Yeah, St. Kilda in hot form. How good is AFL changing Melbourne coming up to St. Kilda? Like, oh yeah, don't send Melbourne up. Couldn't possibly work. You need to send St Kilda up because that's less COVID or more. It's like what? Like why can't? What's wrong with changing? They're way less Corona. Um, some big changes coming in. Whether Fife comes because who's we got? Logue out. We'll lose and, um, hamstring and, um, and, and Hogan. Hogan. So Collier might come back in and miss late with the headache. Yeah, we could see mate. Cox Cox come he back. He should have come and sat in the sat in the crowd, and he would have had more of a headache. <laughs> could watch Cox yeah, come back in, mate. Maybe we put Fife forward just to replace Hogan and just say, play the same midfield as last week, and then Fife can go in the mids if he needs to. Yeah, and then if his hamstring's a bit sore, play him up forward. Get ridden. Mm. I think we have to improve a lot to be competitive against St Kilda. I think we need to. Oh, big time. We need to. Improve. I think we're. We're a chance to get shown where we really sit in the hierarchy of the AFL. Yeah. Because uh, St Kilda are pretty hot at the moment. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. It'd be good to you see... Know, maybe playing a good team will bring us up to their level rather than we drag them down. We can't get smashed out the middle either. If we're going to... We need to win some set of clearances. I think we just keep getting smashed. And when the game's on the line, the easy, the easy damaging clearances, they're just killing us. Like, when they walk yeah. it out the middle... Like, when the game's back in the balance, maybe we get back within two. Demoralising. Yeah, you just really need to put pressure on by it. The centre bounce is so important, like, giving yourselves first opportunity at it and really dominate that first bit of play. So, hopefully, um, Brayshaw keep up. Like, Brayshaw comes up, Monday comes up, Tucker keep playing well, maybe we can, but um, 
Yeah, I don't like our chances, unfortunately. Yeah. No, neither do I. Uh, maybe Toe Watson comes in um, and, you know, gets a run. Fife, like, yeah, Blakely could come in. Blake Akers could come in. So it could just be where Akers we play all these guys. Akers could come in, for sure. Yeah, yeah, It could just be where we play all these guys, see how they go. We know we're probably not going to win. We have a crack. Um, try not to get blown out of the water. And, and if we get close and have a sniff, then that's probably a win. Um, Love a sniff. But yeah, I'm I'm not expecting big things this week, unfortunately, for our boys. Oof. Sorry to leave us on that note. On that note, expecting big things from I don't know what I'm expecting big things from. Leone's betting this week. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, we'll have to leave it there for us. Um, maybe we'll turn on a four point higher. Yeah. But um, maybe we get two in a row. Mate, best We're of, one in a row at the moment. Best We're of luck to you at the fourth the game in a row. Fourth game in a row, exactly. Doesn't get doesn't happen too often, particularly in Queensland. So very happy. All right, mate. It's been a pleasure. All right. See you next week. Talk to you next week.